When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. So and maybe let's just start by looking at some of the contenders for the Premier Division. Obviously, Shamrock Rovers are, are hot favourites and we'll, we'll come to them shortly. But I think a lot of people are looking at Derry City and the business they've done in the close season. Michael Duffy, Will Pashing, Cameron Dummigan, Brian Maher, Brandon Kavanagh, Patrick and Shane McElhenney and Maddie Smith. Some really impressive signings there and they haven't lost anybody of any real note. But with that comes a lot of pressure, and I imagine there's a fair bit of pressure on Rory Higgins this season to to have them right in the title mix and give this a good rattle. Is it is it fair to say that? Um, I certainly think there's a lot of expectation around them. I mean, Derry City, if Derry City were in the bottom three, there'd still be pressure on Derry City because they're such a big club and mm. the fans up there will expect to do well. And the way Rory Higgins started his managerial career, there has to be expectation. And I suppose with that does come pressure. I don't think the pressure will be a problem for him. He played his entire playing career under pressure at, at Derry, at Bohemians for a year, and then Dundalk. Um, and when he was Vinnie Perth's assistant, I mean, he took over from Stephen Kenny, who just won a double. So there was huge pressure on him then. So that won't be a problem, I would imagine. And the players he's brought in, like he's brought in a few players who are now used to winning. Mm. The, the big thing is that a lot of the players he inherited aren't. And you yeah. do have to wonder, like, are they still a year away from winning something or can it happen immediately? Like you think of all the clubs, like Shamrock Rovers, they took a few stabs at it. Dundalk, the first year, remember if they were, I think, second to St. Pat's under Stephen Kenny before they actually did it. So you are, you do wonder are they at that stage? But the other flip side of that is that, that the fact that Rory Higgins took over last April, he's had a long time to settle in. All those players now know what, what he expects. Like from when he took, uh, took over, he only lost six games all season. Yeah. That's the same number that Shamrock Rovers lost all season. Now, I do know they did draw a lot of games. They also, they came from behind in a lot of games. They scored a lot of late goals, which to me is a sign of, of, of always a good side. And I know he brought in Jamie McGonigal last year, looks a good player. And I think well, we'll be discussing with uh, other contenders later on. Like There's a lot of clubs who are signing new players, might be a new manager in, and seeing how they gel. Rory Higgins, like he has brought in a lot of players, but he brought in four from Dundalk, who all know him, who... Yeah. who he coached them all. So they were arriving into the brand well. I know Michael Duffy and Patrick McElhenney obviously moving home as well. But they know what he expects on the first day of preseason training. And I do think that gives them a head start over maybe some of the other contenders who have your players coming in who may not know the manager, may not even know the league. So I, I do think they are the most likely challengers to Shamrock Rovers. When you look through those signings that I mentioned, like particularly let's say Michael Duffy, Will Patching, uh, you've got Patrick McElhenney, Matty Smith. 
a lot of attacking flair there. Now, we, they obviously have the likes of um, Owen Toll and, and Ronan Boyce that, that were very impressive for them last season, but they have added a lot of attacking flair. Would you worry for them maybe at, at the other end of the field, that maybe in defence they might suffer a little bit? Or is you know do you think what they had there in midfield and, and behind was, was already strong enough and that attacking emphasis is what they need this season? Yeah, well, I actually think I think Owen Toll is one of the best defenders in the league myself. And uh, bringing in Brian Maher as a goalkeeper, I do think that's an upgrade. I think he was first division goalkeeper the year last year. Uh, Ireland under twenty one goalkeeper as well. Uh, they they are good. Like they did, I think they conceded forty two goals last season, which I think was the same, same paths. Uh, like, I think Sligo had a better defence and Shamrock Rovers were better. So they there is room for improvement at that end. But the other thing is they did score a huge number of late goals last year. I think they drew twelve games and all. So their problem wasn't so much that they were losing games; it's that they couldn't score enough to win. And you do wonder, like, with those players they brought in, like, there's a lot of attacking talent there. If they can add it, turn a few of those draws into wins, they're going to be right up there. Uh, Like, I just do remember, Rory Higgins actually said himself, I think they were, from the day he came in until the end of the season, if the table, if the league started that day, they would have been third instead of fourth. So they were that bit better anyway. So they still have to, you know, improve a little bit more. But the other thing is from last season that, like if you remember, it was mad. Like from second to ninth, at times during the season, there wasn't a huge gap between mm. them all. So yeah. it it is who can pull pull away from that pack and and chase down Shamrock Rovers, and they do look the best equipped because I mean, as I'm sure as we go through the other clubs as well, every club you're looking at, you're wondering there's a big question about something about them whether there was a hole that was there last year and has it been filled with mm. them, or has as someone they lost are they going to be able to replace them? Everyone has question marks over them at the moment. I just think Derry have fewer question marks. Yeah, and you're quite right in what you say there. Derry drew 12 games last season, which was the most of any of any club in the Premier Division. Um, so yeah, there's certainly room for improvement there. It'll be interesting to see how they go along, but I think they certainly look like the most likely uh, to challenge Shamrock Rovers. What about St. Patrick's Athletic? Um, you know, Tim Clancy's gone in there now. There was the much publicised, and it'll, it's probably still rumbling on, Stephen uh, O'Donnell's departure from there after they won the Cup. Tim Clancy... I felt a bit sorry for Tim Clancy because he went in as the manager or he joined the management team, I think was how the press release was uh, phrased it. But while all the talk was going on about Stephen O'Donnell departing, I kind of thought Tim Clancy was almost being forgotten in terms of he's the new man in and they didn't seem to be really moving on from their previous manager in many ways. But again, very difficult, um, Owen, to to predict with a lot of the teams this season because there's so many comings and goings. But when you look at what St. Pats have done, they brought in Anto Breza and Mark Doyle Joe Redmond, of course, uh, both of whom came in from Drogheda United. Owen Doyle is the one that's caught a lot of people's attention to goals he scored in the UK and coming in on a, on a long-term contract as well. That's an exciting signing. And St. Pat's looked like being an exciting team, even you know with the fact they've lost Sam Bowen, Robbie Benson, John Mountney, and one or two others as well, key players, Lee Desmond, I guess, and Alfie Lewis. So how do you assess their chances? Because as we say, it, it is quite difficult to to make a call at this stage of season with so much, as we always have in the League of Ireland, churn at the beginning of a season and in the close season. But how do you think St. Pats are set up? Um, I, I think they, they should be fine again. They have added a lot of attacking talent. I mean, it's, you mentioned Owen Doyle there, but Mark Doyle, as, as you say yourself as well, that he scored a lot of goals from Drada and he should score more in a team that you would imagine will have more of the ball than Drada United ever had. And Tunde Owalabi as well, who was very good for Finn Harps in the second half of last season. So there are goals there. Um, Tim Clancy, since he got in, I do know there was a bit of the controversy around the time. And 
maybe some of the public utterances calling him part of the management team. Mm. There was no doubt in St. Pat's he was the manager, that he was from day one, he was working flat out, going meeting players, talking to players. So while on the outside it may have looked like there was a bit of confusion, within the club it was quite clear who was in charge and who was getting to work. So these are all his signings. Um, they have lost a few players, and I'm sure there is a bit of upheaval because he's a different manager, Stephen O'Donnell. Like a new manager comes in with new ideas. But they did keep most of those players. Um, the losses, I mean, you say Robbie Benson, Sam Bowen, John Mountney missed a half of last season anyway. Um, yeah, they've switched goalkeepers now as well, of course. Um, I believe the new goalkeeper, sorry, I can't remember his name, uh, from West Ham, he, he was actually an option last year when they brought in Vitislav Yaros as well. So they would expect, they're hoping that he'll be a, a similar player. Lee Desmond is a loss. He's been there for so long. He's been such an important player. And I think the hope was that James Banquell could replace him. And he is such a promising talent, but they're going to lose him in July now as well. So uh, they do have some problems there, or not problems, but some question marks about how good they can be and whether they can kick on from last year. But there is also, like last year, they won the cup. They also lost 10 games and finished second. Mm. Like, I, I'm sure I can be proven wrong on this, but it's, I wouldn't say there's many teams who can finish second and be competitive by losing 10 games. So there was a huge gap there to Shamrock Rovers and a lot of room for improvement. They could, I, do, I do think they'll improve this year, but that may not mean that they improve in the league table and they could actually drop back because other teams could improve more. Yeah, uh, and Joseph Anang is the, the keeper you were, you were thinking of there that's come in from West Ham. So if he's anything like as good as uh, as Yaros was last season, then uh, the Pascal have, have gotten a good one. But it's as you said, if he was in the mix to come in last year, then somebody that they've obviously been keeping a close eye on. Let's just look at maybe Sligo Rovers as well. Finished third last season, have lost uh, quite a few of their key players, Johnny Kenny and John Mahan in particular. And I guess the, the departure of Kenny and Mahan, as I said, those two, Romeo Parks have gone as well. But Mahan and Kenny really are the are the two that are are probably going to hit them hardest and and maybe will will impact on them more severely than some of um, some of the departures of other clubs have have suffered. What do you think about Sligo Rovers? Would you see them as challenging, or do you think it's just be a bit too much for them this season? And um, I it'll be interesting. I know they're trying to bring in players even before the season starts on Friday, or sorry Saturday for them. Um, I think they're the club who could probably drop the most. Uh, Johnny Kenny was so important for them last year. He's a big loss. Uh, John Mahan, an outstanding defender. Uh, that run they had in the middle of last season when I think they won two games out of 12, went out of Europe, went out of the FEI Cup to Cork City. Uh, he, he missed a lot of that, as did Ed McGinty. So he is that important to them, and he always was. That The thing with Liam Buckley, you never know. He could pull a player out of somewhere. Like He's got contacts all over the world. Like He brought in a defender from New Zealand. Uh, last week so we, he, maybe he could find players to fill in but I think this is a year where they regress a bit and maybe build again like as a club they're in a strong position just in future because they're rock solid they will build again but I just can't I, I thought last year was their chance I think this year with the, with the loss of those players they might have to s- slowly build up again are there any other clubs in the mix that you think could challenge uh, Shamrock Rovers again? Like we saw Bohemians last year. A funny kind of a season for Bohemians, sort of flatter to deceive, put in some really impressive performances, but ultimately didn't really produce the goods on a consistent basis, finished fifth in the table, lost in the FAI Cup final as well. They've lost a few 
uh, key players uh, in the close season as well, notably Georgie Kelly, among others. Do you see Bohemians having a, a difficult time? Do you think they can get the consistency to maybe push for a top four finish this season? Uh, I'm always wary of making predictions about Bohemians because I remember a few years ago when they lost a huge number of players like um, Dan Casey went to Cork, JJ Lunny went to Waterford and they had this team which looked really promising and made its way to an FAI Cup semi-final and then Shane Subbot retired that winter so they'd lost an entire backbone of a team mm. and the following year they came in there was Danny Mandreu, everybody and uh, he, I think they qualified for Europe so you're always wary of making a prediction because Keith Long always seems to be able to get players but the St. Kevin's link has been hugely important to them so you, you don't know how losing these players now is that going to change things? Like, as you said, you're right. That I think they had four players in the team of the year last year, as voted by their fellow their fellow peers, mm. their fellow pros. Uh, they finished fifth and lost the cup final. So when you look at it, it wasn't that great a season. So maybe losing these players and bringing in new ones, you can either kick them on again. Um, they've certainly, Georgie Kelly's a loss, but they brought in Junior from Dundalk, who's a good player. They brought back Chris Tordek. Um Stephen Mallon, who missed most of last year, where I think it was a broken metatarsal, he, he's available. Ryan Cassidy, who was a very promising underage player, uh, who went to Home Farm, or sorry, he went to Watford uh, from Home Farm. Um, he, he's a good player. So they, they should score goals. I mean, it, they are, I'm, I, I'm very afraid to predict how they'll do yeah. because so many young players in that team. And I just remember two years ago when they qualified for Europe with this young with a young team, and you wonder can they do it? They kept Austin Devoy, which I think is a huge, huge one for them because mm. every, every time you see him, he just gets better and better, and he, he could well be one of the players of the year. And uh, Promise Omasheri, he missed a lot of last year, like he could be he again if he starts well. I think I think he actually played against Dundalk in the preseason game and scored. Like he's a live wire, he could be really dangerous. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's turn our attentions briefly then to the, the champions. Um, Jack Byrne and Andy Lyons, the only players that have come in, but of course, Jamrock Rovers have been able to keep and are in the luxury position, have been able to hold on to their players and offer them longer contracts than, than pretty much every other club in the, in the division. 
Do you see anybody stopping Shamrock Rovers this season? Is it going to be? Are we going to have a title race? Do you think, or is it going to be a bit of a procession for Rovers again? Um, I hope we have a title race, but I'm not. I I wouldn't be confident. I I think Shamrock Rovers are possibly even stronger than last year. And you think like they've they've lost Joey O'Brien, who is a big loss around the dressing room, but he had a lot of he had a lot of calf issues last year and didn't play a huge number of games. So they won't be losing him from the team. On the other hand, they have Jack Byrne back, so that will improve them. Um, Andy Lyons is there, that will improve them and give them more options. But they also have uh, Neil Faruja and Sean Kavanagh. They they missed a lot of last year with injuries, so having mm. those two back is like having two new signings as well. And then with someone like Idemo Imaku, he came in a couple of times last year. He's a year older. He he could score goals. So no, I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise if next winter we're talking about where he's going. He yeah. is that good and he is that promising. I don't know. At Shamrock Rovers, they have him on a two-year contract. They they believe he could be something special as well. So they're probably a stronger squad. And then it's just a case of you just go back to will they have the motivation? Last year they took 28 points from games they fell behind in, which I think is unheard of. Now, of course, if they stopped falling behind early in games, they wouldn't have to come back. Yeah. So all they have to do is concede fewer goals, and that is less of a problem. But that, they did that in a season which started behind closed doors when it would have been hard to be motivated, yeah. and yet they did that. So I don't think we can wonder about their motivation unless we see in a few games this year where they are, there is something a bit off. But right now, I just like anyone who finishes ahead of them is going to win the league. But I don't think anyone is quite there yet who could finish ahead of them now. Yeah, and only conceded 28 goals last season as well, which was, uh, which was uh, well, the next best was, was Sligo in 32, but an incredible record over the course of the season. So if I had to push you for a, a top three, uh, let's say top four, let's include Europe in that. Would, who, would, who would you go for? Well, Shamrock Rovers top, Derry City second, um, Pats are Dundalk Pats are Dundalk third or fourth right the rivalry going with Stephen O'Donnell anyway um, I'd yeah. probably go Pats at the moment but give, give me a month and I might change my mind right well with that then let's turn our attentions to Dundalk because as we know Stephen O'Donnell is in now as manager he's brought uh, Sam Bone uh, John Mountney and Robbie Benson with, with him from St. Pats again 12 new signs, I think it is for Dundalk. Uh, a lot of new faces in. Uh, again, as we said, it's really difficult to, to predict with, with these new teams because it's essentially going to be a, a new starting 11 that he's going to have. They've lost Michael Duffy and Patrick McElhenney, as we know. Also, Cameron Dummigan, Daniel Cleary is gone. Sean Murray is gone. Sonny Nadasel is gone. I suppose and Han is gone, but maybe those two players didn't make much of an impact. So a very different approach than, than Dundalk took last season when a lot of players came in from outside the league. They've signed a lot of known quantities from the League of Ireland. And clearly, I, I presume, Owen, that's kind of feeding into your thoughts in terms of why you think Dundalk might might have a bit of a resurgence this season and get back in amongst those top spots. Um, I, I, actually, no, it's probably more that um, they still have Patrick Huben. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I think that when, when you when you have a t- when you're building a team, it's where the goal's going to come from. Dundalk know where they're going to come from, and um, certainly the second half of last season when they needed them. Patrick Huben, I think he was captain for a lot of those games as well. He was a real leader, and I think that's important to them. Also, Stephen O'Donnell, I know you mentioned there that there was a bit of controversy about when he took over, but that probably helps with in Dundalk as well with him because there was a bit of a siege mentality around as well. I mean, new owners, a new manager. Uh, Stephen O'Donnell's a hero in Dundalk mm. because of what he did as a player. He's clearly a good manager, as he showed at St. Pat's. 
And uh, I think he's gone in with maybe a little less pressure than he would have been. Like when, when Vinnie Perth replaced Stephen Kenny in 2019, he was taking over the double winners and the ex- expectation was he had to go and keep winning. Dundalk last season was so disappointing that all, all Dundalk have to do this year is be competitive. And I think everybody will be happy and just see the progress and believe the club is coming back. So Stephen O'Donnell has gone in in a good situation. He, he's got some. He's kept some good players. I, mean, I remember if that it was a lot of uncertainty at the end of last season about how many would stay. I think there was only Andy Boyle was the only senior player under contract. So they've kept a lot of good players, keeping Greg Sloggett. Um, Stan Bones arrived, uh, bringing back Robbie Benson's important. I don't know if you've seen Paul Doyle at, from UCD. He was in the first division team of the year. He's an excellent player as well. Yeah. Um, Mark Connolly, you know, he's he's been around. He knows how to defend. He's a good sign. And the, the ones that are interesting is the Welsh under twenty one players he's brought in, like Joe Adams and uh, Dan Williams. They're, they're coming into a new league. They don't have a huge amount of experience of men's football. So, I mean, whether Dundalk are having an okay season or a very good season may well depend on how quickly they adapt mm. and how how well this team gels. But it certainly won't be as bad as last year. They they will be stronger. Yeah, and you but you you seem pretty confident that they'll uh, they'll be back in the top four at least, maybe third, maybe fourth. Yeah. Oh well, that was it. Like most of last year, that every game you just if you're doing predictions, you would have predicted Dundalk to win most of them anyway because you mm. just looked at the players they had. And I know that they have lost a lot of players, a lot of important players, but they still kept a, still kept a large enough number. Like this. You still have Andy Boyle, Darryl at the back. You still have Patrick Hooven up front. You still have Greg Slug in the midfield. Um, you still have Dan Kelly. These are all good players. These are the type of players who every other club in the league would like, like to sign. Mm. So that, that, that's, a, that's always a good backbone. And then you bring in a good manager and he brings in his own players and they should be fine. So let's look at Drogheda United now. As we know, Tim Clancy moved on. Uh, Dane Massey must have been looking around him uh, when the, the transfers are coming and going. He's the only one of that defence that's left from last season. Uh, everybody else around him is gone. Joe Redman is gone. Daniel O'Reilly is gone. The two fullbacks, James Brown and Connor Kane, are gone. David Odomosu, we can pretty much say for certain, won't be with, at Drogheda this season. Um, so a lot of churn there again. I think it's 12, 12 new players accounted in for, for Drogheda. They've lost a lot of the team from last year, which... Performed very well in the early part of the season. I think uh, Owen, most people would have would have predicted Drogheda to be in the relegation dogfight. And they were to a point towards the end of the season, but they'd kind of done enough good work at the beginning of the season to kind of insulate themselves. They never got dragged into that bottom two. A lot of new players in, as we said, Dylan Grimes has come in, Dale Rooney, Evan Weir, Darren Nugent is in from Shamrock Rovers, Georgie Point, and Keith Cowan, who maybe is an interesting one. I saw him playing against Derry in that preseason friendly, and he was very good, albeit he's 36 now, but he looked like a really commanding presence. How do you think they're going to go? They've also brought in a couple of the Lincoln players uh, on loan as well. Um, do, you, do you expect Drogheda to be kind of dragged into a relegation fight again this season or do you think that they'll have enough to keep their heads above water? How do you, how do you see it going for them this year? Um, I, I think they might get dragged into a relegation battle. It really depends on if, if, if UCD are the long for town of this year, maybe everyone else is safe. Mm. Or if, but if it's a bit tighter, I do think Drogheda will be down there and they like as you said, I mean, Dane Massey's the only defender they've kept from last year. Like that's that's a huge amount of change. Uh, managerial change. Well, losing Tim Clancy is obviously a blow, but keeping Ke- you know, Kevin Doherty there, he's he's been there. He's he's been manager before. He knows the club. He knows the players. That will help. But you just see when the the, the players they lost, like they, they 
it's going to be a struggle mm. to replace those players. You can't lose that many players and expect to just come out with a team that is just as strong straight away. Uh, so that that will be their problem. But they did. Like, Adam Foley's a good signing. Mm. And Keith Bowen, I mean, I know you say he's 36, but uh, I think he's a PE teacher. So Yeah, he doesn't look 36, I have to say. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's, a very, he's a very fit 36-year-old. So I don't think that will be a problem for him. And like, the, the signings from Shelburne are probably good signings as well. Like in Dale Rooney, Ryan Brennan and Georgie Poynton. They brought in Gary Deegan last year from Shelburne and it worked. And if those three are anywhere near as successful then, they'll be okay. But I do think they'll be bottom half. It might just be a case of how others go, whether they're dragged into a problem. Yeah, I think the departure of, uh, of Tim, I think the departure of Tim Clancy is a, a big blow to us for our post-match interviews, given uh, some of the things he said after last year's matches. But we'll just have to get on and get over that. And just looking elsewhere around the league, I guess a lot of the attention in the pre-season and the build-up is focused on Shelburne and Damian Duff coming in there. They signed a lot of new players. How do you think they're going to go? Again, coming up from the, the first division, but a lot of, um, you know, a lot of attention on them. They've brought in Connor Kane. They've signed, they've signed some good players. Obviously, Jordan McInef coming in, I think it was just this week on loan from Arsenal was one that caught people's uh, eye as well. Do you think Shelburne are well enough equipped to, to stay up or are they going to struggle as well, do you think? I think they'll stay up. Um I think they have brought in good players. Uh, like they brought in Mark, Hull, like, and it was also the type of players they brought in. Like there wasn't, um, they don't have notions, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. They haven't brought in a team that is just going to, you know, go out and try and pass Shamrock Rovers off the park. Yeah, done that. Like they brought in Mark Coyle. He, he was brilliant for Finn Harps last year. Yeah, yeah, tough competitor. Yeah, and he's just like he'll he'll be great for them. Um, Aaron O'Driscoll they brought in from Longford Town. Um, I believe his. If you uh, go the stats way, his stats were among the best in the league for a defender last year, despite Longford's troubles. Like he's a proper defender. And uh, Sean Boyd up front, and it's interesting, like he was coming through the ranks at Shamrock Rovers when Damien Duff was a coach there. So he knows him well. I mean, Sean Boyd, he didn't quite he didn't quite have the breakthrough then at Shamrock Rovers, went on loan to Finn Harps, had a bad injury. But if you look at him, like He's a big, strong player. He's not the quickest, but he has everything else. And Damien Duff went out to bring him in because he knew him and he knew him well. I think they've made really good signings. And it's just going to be very interesting because you put Damien Duff in the dugout and it's going to be box office. I mean, any time he speaks at the moment, you can just see people are paying attention. Mm. He's got he's got that going from there'll be a bit of there'll be a lot of interest around Shelburne. I mean, just when, when Shelburne are go, good in the area, you see they get big crowds. It, it, it just, it, ha, it has the potential to be exciting. And like, I don't, I don't think they'll qualify for Europe, but no. I do think they'll be that fifth, sixth spot. I think they'll be safe. They've, they've signed too many good players. A. Dervin from Longford as well. That's yeah, good. yeah, and excellent again, player. And again, it's similar. Like they're, they're bringing in players who are going to be good in the league, not players who, like they're not claiming they're going to go out and just, out past teams and play beautiful football. They're going to go out and get results. And and that, that's what you want in the team. I mean, it's about building. And Shelburne, like, they've been in the first division for too long, then a yo-yo club coming up and down there for the last few years. Mm. This year, about consolidation. And they will do that. And and Damien Duff has also said that. Like, he's, he's, not, he's not a dreamer in that respect. He knows it's going to be a tough job. And he's come in saying that it's a tough job. But it looks like he's gone about it the right way. Yeah, and I think I saw a stat last year that A. Durban was uh, 
was certainly for a large part of the season top of the interceptions in the on the stats side of things. So I think Gary Deegan was second for a long time. So Aid Irvin certainly a player that impressed me anytime I've seen him for a number of years now. And I'm I was surprised he didn't move before now, but certainly has uh, got a big season ahead of him at Shelburne. All against the backdrop, of course, as well of the Save Talca Park campaign. So it's going to be a really interesting season for Shelburne. We keep an eye on that one. If we had to push you for for your bottom two, who who would you be going for there? Um, I think UCD. Uh, just the, the way their their model now is, they go with all graduates, so it's mm. a very young side. Um, there won't be there won't be too many players, if any. I'm not sure there are any who've played Premier Division football before. Uh, they do have some good players, obviously. Uh, Colin Whelan's in, uh, in the Ireland Under Twenty One squad, an excellent player. Yeah. And oh, actually, some have played. Liam Carrigan's actually played Premier Division football for Sligo Rovers, but those uh, those two are also. Um, finishing their degrees this year mm. and I do remember last time UCD were up if you remember uh, they let they sold Gary O'Neill and Neil Farouja yeah. um, Gary O'Neill Gary O'Neill just finished his degree in mid-season so they, they could well do that Those, like the pair of them will certainly have interest from England um, and could well move and, and if you take those two players out of the team I do think they really struggle they've also already lost Paul Doyle mm. because he finished his degree last year to Nandok, like he's an excellent player as well. So I just think they'll be at the bottom and above them, Drada would be in Drada or Finn Harps, Finn, probably Finn Harps. Just you don't have you don't have to say that now, just for the benefit of the the local listeners here, or and go go up on on Donegal Radio next week and say that Drada are going to go down. <laughs> what? Oh, no. I, I think I'll be going to be disappointed if I didn't tip them to be. <laughs> uh, no, I just they've they've lost a lot of players. They've brought the. See where they brought players in, like Bastianeri. Never struck me as a player for a battle. Super footballer, but, yeah. And but but like when him and Barry McNamee, they might be playing nice football, so it might be a change this year. But it does look like they've had they've struggled to get players in this year, and I do think that could cost them. Just one final question, then: If you had to kind of point people in the direction of one or two players to keep an eye on that that maybe are new to the league or are, are coming up under the radar, are there any kind of names that you're looking at that you're really looking forward to seeing this season? Um, I think I might mention them earlier. I think Promise Elmer Sharia Bohemians. Mm. Um, he had a few injuries last year, but like he's quick, he's physical, he's tricky. He played. He actually played for Bohemians up front against Shamrock Rovers before they played in the FA Cup semi-final when they were um, wrapping Georgie Kelly in cotton wool. And uh, Roberto Lopez got sent off. Um, it's probably a little controversial, but Rovers just really struggled with him. He's he's that good a player. I mean, I, I do think he he could really come on if he can avoid injury. Uh, and the thing I also mentioned Idemo Imako at Shamrock Rovers. Mm. They have really high hopes from. They expect a lot from him. Um, other players, I'm really looking forward to, I, don't, I think he's a bit older, but Jamie McGonagall at Derry City, every yeah. time I saw him last year, he seemed to do something. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him. I know he came from the Irish League, so I haven't seen a huge amount of him before he went to Derry City. He's a player I, I think we could see could see a lot from him. Could, could be a lot. I'm, also, I'm also looking forward to seeing that Dundalk team and um, the lads I brought in. Um, the Welsh under twenty one players. I mean, I believe Joe Adams is a super footballer. I haven't seen him myself yet in preseason, but like, I'm told they're they're all nice footballers, and it could be interesting to see them all. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it's going to be very exciting. It all gets underway on Friday, of course. This is Noam Cowder of the Irish Sun. Thanks so much for taking the call. I'm sure I'll be bumping into you around the grounds over the course of the season. Yeah, definitely. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. 
LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.